Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Orange County Season 12, Episode 3 is anything but quiet when Shannon Bedore and Kelly Dodd cause a scene at The Quiet Woman, creating one of the most iconic OC episodes to date. Legendary actress, singer, author, businesswoman, and health spokesperson Suzanne Summers joins me to recap the loudest Housewives dinner of them all. This is Real Housewives of Orange County Season 12, Episode 3, The Not-So-Quiet Woman. Let's get into it. Okay, so are you a housewife watcher? I'm not. I'm not. These are the first time I've, I'm doing this for you. I love <laughs> you. And by the way, it's funny. I'm doing this for us too, because I had never seen this episode. And what's funny too, is that I don't watch the show really. I was on the show, but I don't watch the show. Um, but I wonder if there are many things you've been in that you wouldn't necessarily watch. Well, I did. Um, and I didn't realize I was doing it. You know, Yolanda Hadid. Right. And she had Lyme disease. That's how we met. I meet people over diseases. <laughs> right. Well, and uh, so uh, Yolanda, uh, a little tricky, says, I want you to come over and um, just talk about Lyme. And when I sat there on the couch, I realized, oh, we're doing a show. Oh, oh you were on the Housewives talking about Lyme? Yeah, whatever, whatever show she, she was doing. Right. Okay. So then I sometimes like when someone really is just seeing this fresh because it's a really unique perspective, but I'm seeing this show somewhat fresh. I know more obviously than you do, but, uh, when I watch them, I really, a lot of things come to mind. All right. So, Cause there was one part about a double mastectomy. I thought you would yep. find interesting. And so there are nuggets, there's a lot of garbage to pick through in these shows, but yeah. there are sometimes some, you know, things, some vehicles for good conversation. Absolutely. So, all right. So, I thought, and I'm coming, we're coming in seasons later after these people start, but this woman, Shannon, who I know who she is, Shannon Bedore, I don't know if I've ever met her. She's with this other woman, Lydia, at a party. 
And it seems insane to be having this kind of argument, taking something so seriously and pulling off in a stretch limousine mid broad light, broad oh, daylight. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, she needed to chill. Right? Yeah. Like, okay. it's not, not that big a deal. I thought so too. And, but what's funny is that how many times have you been married? Uh, twice. Okay. So we later find out, not in this episode, but in this show, that he's cheating on her and a younger girl uh, and there's a loveless marriage and like all of the yarn ball starts to un, un, untie. And I think about very challenging times in my life over here. And when you're very like intense over here. You so overreact. I'm, you overreact. Yeah. And you're on a reality show and people are drinking and everything and the stakes are heightened also with cameras. So I'm thinking that her weight and everything is like, probably culminating at this time in her life. It doesn't seem like she is very happy. At all. Is she the one who gained 40 pounds? She and gained it sounded like 40 to 50 pounds. Yeah, that's Shannon. Yeah. And 40 of those pounds of on her on her weight uh, is uh, fat. I thought it was 40%. Oh, I think you're right. I'm that's really not quite, not quite awake yet. <laughs> That's presumably why my producers chose you to talk about this, though, because of the health aspect. Like, that's that sounded serious to you, right? When I watched, I thought, she's another victim of chemicalization. We're under the greatest environmental assault in the history of humanity. And people don't realize that, you know, the GI tract is the length of a tennis court. And around that uh, barrier on the GI tract is mucus, and that mucus is your immune system. When you eat a non-organic food and uh, fast food and things like that, the, that bad um, element comes into the body, in through the GI tract, and uh, it, it eats through that barrier wall causing leaky gut. It eats little holes and the leaky gut is a major concern. So, um, you know, I do these three Facebook live shows a week, SuzanneSummers.com. And uh, everybody was complaining about their guts and their guts and their guts. And as I watched this woman on the uh, Housewives, I thought, you've got gut issues is what you've really got. And I thought that that scene with the the chiropractor guy, I didn't really think he was too tough on her. I was wondering if people would think he was too tough. He kept saying, he was like, wow. And then he said, wow. And I feel like people that really love you that are around you are not going to say like, you need to lose weight or you're unhealthy or something. But I, I thought that he kind of was still supportive in the way that he said it to her. Did you, did you agree? He was, he was. And what he was really asking her, you know, when you look like this is, are you having sex with your husband? Right. And I and I thought, um, probably not. She probably is embarrassed to take her clothes off. That's a that's a big weight gain. But once again, nobody is noticing that it's the environment and the chemicals. And he's working out like at like a midlife crisis. And then you hear later that he's having an affair and all these pieces are adding up in a woman's life and during menopause. And it's right. just, she seems like she's, having some sort of a break, like a disproportionate reaction to things. Like she's at this party and she's melting down and she's never going to speak to the person again. And then she just can't keep it together. It feels like, but that, that, that I gave her a lot of credit for 
talking to the audience about weighing 172 pounds. Like that must have been courageous. She certainly just hadn't been on the scale in years. I thought that was pretty courageous. And she's lost a ton of weight, by the way. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Um, it's it's devastating to gain that kind of weight. I've never gained that kind of weight. But, yeah. But I did have stomach issues uh, about 10 years ago. And I was looking at myself in a publicity picture and I thought, oh, uh, that doesn't look good. <laughs> um, but it's ha- it's about what you're eating. Yeah, and it's not it's not about fattening food. It's about eating chemicals and quantity you know, some, some, and quantity. I sometimes and quantity. Say, yeah. Sometimes I say to people, um, "What did you eat today?" And they don't know. I go, "Well," and then let's go through it. And it's it's chemicals. It's um, fast food and chemicals so it's just yeah the other girl was peggy and she's new i had never seen her before in my life and she had a double mastectomy which is like that's like when angelina jolie did it proactively you just you know that you're prone to that that that's a move that's a courageous move and when in one's life a humbling move but you know i wrote a book about cancer called knockout doctors curing cancer without drugs and one of the doctors I interviewed, an oncologist, she said, I have so many women coming in who've had mastectomies uh, to remove the evidence. And she said, and then they're back again. It comes back. She said, just oh. removing it isn't the answer. The answer is find the cause. What caused this? Right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lydia's the girl who was the long hair who was having the argument in the beginning, and she's working with her husband. Do you work with your husband? So she's working with her husband in a magazine. I think it was Nobleman. I looked it oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that it didn't seem like it was around anymore. But do you work with your husband? Because I feel like you're together a lot. We we uh, run our business together. So you work I'll together be- every day? Every day. Every day. We're never okay. apart. We're never apart. <laughs> Re- and that's always worked? We get along so great. I, I love our marriage and he loves our marriage. And like we I hear his dishes it. in the background right now. Yeah, he does that. <laughs> That's amazing. That yeah. you like you really like you're together because I'm not in a relationship where we're together all the time. But and this and it struck me when I saw Lydia were oh well I saw her working with her husband, but she said something about her father who was successful and I guess her grandfather or uncle, and she kind of emasculated her husband. Did you hear that when she said, um, I wish he could be more like my father or it was either my uncle or grandfather because her husband obviously doesn't work the way that she wants him to. I thought it was degrading. I don't think I heard that, but there's something that's ringing a bell. Yeah. They were sitting and then you saw like a cutaway and she said, my father, I guess she comes from a wealthy family or successful father and another male figure in the family. And she was basically saying, which her husband's obviously going to see that she wishes her husband had more of what her father had Ooh. and like he's not tough relationship ruiner <laughs> that's like emasculation 101 right yeah you don't com- you don't compare no you, you love and if you love you love but you don't compare no no and i think about the relationships on these shows a lot because in the beginning the, the girl that we're saying is having challenge with her husband when that limo came he was like what sweetie what happened sweetie he seemed like he was being nice to her and I haven't seen a lot, but I've seen him on that show before being nice to her. And I feel like things devolve just like the, you know, think relationships devolve, like wear and tear erosion in relationships. It, it, you can't really take it for granted because I watched her with him and he seemed sweet. And I'm not saying he's a good guy. I don't know anything about him, but I just mean the relationship seems like it really changed. I think a good relationship is about giving each other a lot of attention and um and not criticizing and um i'm i i just i i think my relationship with alan is as close to perfect as it can get that's and amazing it is amazing it is I met, amazing i met him when i was a girl and uh i think 18 and um i loved him the moment i met him that's amazing and you've been together yeah. ever since yeah, we've been together 55 years. That's unbelievable. Well, it's unbelievable when you consider I've been married twice. But I got pregnant at 18, and um, that didn't work out so well. Yeah, yeah. 
at that time, you remember, uh, if you got pregnant, you and they said you had to get married. So I walked around with that shame thing. Of yes. I had to get married. Of course. But God, if I'd stayed with him, I'd be in jail. Yeah, but it was a long time ago. I get that. It's a totally different world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And on these shows, sometimes people go on these shows so they to save their marriage. I've seen that where they're having problems. It seems like an adventure or it's something that the man kind of Kelsey Grammer and Camille, you know, gives to her as like a swan song. Like there are these these things going on where you see at the end of a relationship, sometimes they go on these shows. I'm not saying always, but a lot is, of these really. Is Sorry. that true that Kelsey Grammer and his wife broke up on one of these shows? It, it's true that at the end of his, uh, at the end of their relationship, like when she was a new housewife, he was on, he looked like he was eating nails. He was on for, I think one episode and he looked like it was torture and he, and he had to be on camera. So he probably agreed he probably did it out of guilt or something, letting her quote unquote, letting her be on the show and, you know, agreeing to do it himself. And she's on the other camera talking about how she walked into her building in New York city and they didn't know who she was. Cause they thought she was a woman he was having the affair with. So she's talking about his affair on the show and we, and everyone knows it was just like, he was dragged into it because of her being on it. I mean, his actions are his own actions. I'm not saying oh. he's faultless, but it was, it's a disaster. But a lot of times there were all these shows, you see these people and they end up breaking up. The woman who has the new baby, who's in the kitchen, the baseball player that we'll get into. Oh yeah. 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 They're broken up. He seems like he can't stand her. Like it's literally why he's on the show. And it looks like he, it seems like he hates her. Um, it wasn't ideal. Was it? I mean, I'm watching going, how'd you get close enough to make that baby? Right. It's cold. He's a baseball player. Just so you know, she's, you know, this is one of those things when you sign up in a relationship for something and it was right there, but you think somehow it's going to change. Like she married a professional baseball player and it seems like they resent the shit out of each other now. They probably do. You know, I, I believe that the first thought you have about things is the real, is the real answer for you. Hmm. And they, I think your, your um, observances are astute. They want to drink it pretty. Yeah. You know, like drink it that's pretty. A like great, that's a great saying. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they go to this dinner now. The girl that is Armenian who had the devil mastectomy, she was probably only on this one season. I've never seen her since. And I want to explain to you a dynamic that I recognize because it's very, it's this bait that people take when they're new on these shows. They want to come on and show everybody how much better they are than them. Like, oh, like you, you, you were invited to the party, but then you're going to act like what you don't know why you're there. You know what I mean? Or do yeah. taking a project and like you yeah. act like you're better than bigger. Nobody's bigger than the game. So she comes on and she thinks she's going to be, oh, and two people don't talk to each other, communicate. She came on to be better than and was like shutting everything down. And I was, I said, that's the kiss of death. Like that's the sign someone's getting fired as a housewife. I think that moment where I, I was feeling such compassion for her at, with her double mastectomy. And then she said, nobody sees what I see, but they just see the jewelry and the hair and the face and the clothes. And I'm thinking, that's kind of not a way to pull in friends. <laughs> there are some people on here that really think they're bigger than the show. So She's at the dinner and Shannon's just trying to connect to her and talk about her husband who, and we say, he said, he said, oh, it was, 
she Shannon was saying to that girl, Peggy, that I got very stressed out because it was in the media that my husband beat me. Okay. I can understand. Oh, yeah. her. Okay. I can understand her having a rough patch if people thought her husband physically abused her. Now that may be true or may not. Either way, that's not someone else. She said that, didn't she? She said to the girl, Peggy, I had a rough year and I've gained, you know, 40 pounds or however much she gained. And she, uh, she didn't say my marriage is falling apart because that probably wasn't in her mind completely yet. But she did say people were saying that my husband beats me. And the girl Peggy was like, oh, we do that every Friday night at my house. Who cares? Don't let it bother you. Like yeah. belittling her experience. Yeah. yeah. But she did say after I was just in my country, that's what, how we joke. But I didn't think it was funny. But she had a better than, I'll say, she had a better than vibe. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So they go to dinner. Of course, the restaurant's called The Quiet Woman. Of course. Um, And just to give you a little background, so Shannon is the wacky one we've been discussing. Two other girls are new and it doesn't 
I hate to say really matter. They don't, they don't go on that long. So they're not characters you're going to invest in. But the thin blonde, who's like the yeah. friend who has the guinea pig, she's um oh, right. she's Tamara. She's kind of an iconic housewife. You know, she's like good at her job as a housewife. And she's always sort of in between all the, all the dramatic pieces. Um, and then the other girl who's in the bathroom with the collar over oh, her right. sweater and the boobs, she's kind of the villain. Kelly Dodd. But my opinion in this show is you need quote unquote characters like that, people like that, because that represents the world. Like if they start showing these synthetic groups that everybody's saying what you want politically, it's not real. Well, when I was watching it, I um, couldn't help but think of Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm because his because his humor is absurd that people act absurd. Right. and as I was watching it, I thought, the way you're acting right now is absurd. And um, <laughs> have you ever seen Curb Your Enthusiasm? Met every single episode, yeah. Oh, me too. Well, you know how it is. You're right. I- like, you can't believe Susie Essman is like, you fucking moron, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> right. And like, that's what would happen on the show. That's such a astute, genius thing to say. Because yeah. you can't believe you just she's saw that happen. Character. Yeah, she's a great character. Oh, calls amazing. Her, calls her husband a fat fuck. Yeah, you fat fuck. Oh, yeah, I love her. Love her. She's one of the best characters on television. She's great. So that's an astute observation. And I agree, it's outlandish. That's why I'm saying. But that's why I like, you know, I always say, and it's it's not my original material. I don't know who I got it from, but... When you love to love a character, it's great. When you love to hate a character, when it's great. great. When great. you hate to hate a character, you're kind of hating yourself. It's like getting dirty and like not great. When yeah. You, hate, you love to hate him. I I watched that show and it's wonderful and it's awful and it's wonderful and it's awful. And it, I go back and forth and we started watching it because there's so much uh, violence and war and you know, lousy stuff on television. And we thought that's a terrible thing to go to bed with. You can't mm-hmm. sleep when you're all in turmoil. Yeah. So we started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm a year ago and I can't wait to get in bed and watch it. It's so... Wait, don't tell well, me you haven't watched the entire season of Shit's Creek. Uh, I have. I have. Oh, I love it. My daughter and I love it. It's like feel yeah, good, I, funny, it, stupid. And also, um, um, I... It's a whole different thing. It's succession. I love. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're doing some good things on television, but my yeah. favorite my favorite right now is Larry David, and my goal is to see all 110 uh, episodes. Well, that will happen. Yeah. Um, well, so this is as absurd as that, and I bring this up because the character Kelly is horrible, but for some reason, when I see her. I just am entertained. Like I want to not be entertained because she can be horrible. And she's like putting her face against the window as they're leaving. Like it's absolutely terrible. But I find the woman Peggy looking down upon everybody else in that overall experience more terrible. Like I kind of find that this woman Kelly is just, it's her id. Like whatever she thinks she's just saying. And that's a real person. I may not like her. But that's what I find interesting because they take people off these shows and try to make them very political correct. And when they put the really politically correct groups together who would not associate with each other, it seems preachy and it just seems awkward for the audience. Like you're going to have a couple of crazy people. You're going to have a couple of pieces of shit in the mix. Like you're going to have that's what that's a reality show. That's people. 
That's that's an interesting description. Yeah, like Larry David, you love. You don't even hate him. You just it's like he just he's a disaster. Um, we were at a restaurant one night and um, Giorgio Baldi. Yes, and, I know. And Larry David and his wife and I think a daughter walks in, and they sit. He's one of the. He kind of scares me. I go up to everybody, but you never know if he's going to say hey or yeah. And um, so I didn't say hello to him, and he sits right across from us. And they sit down and they don't talk, and then they order their dinner, and then he pulls out a pack of cards. And they start playing cards and they receive their dinner. They don't talk through the whole dinner. And when the dinner's over, he pays the bill and they get up and leave. They never talked. Never. <gasps> never. That's, that's so funny. And, and then I thought, that's who he is. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you got to understand your person. A hundred percent. You yeah. got to understand your person. Um, okay. So Kelly says, this is where you lose me when Kelly goes a little below the belt, like making a comment about the weight. Like this woman has just come clean about the fact that she weighs 172 pounds. And the one thing I don't like is when anyone grabs the low hanging fruit for an insult. Like you don't go, you got to fight fair. Of course. Of course. Um, Oh, she says, keep eating. (laughs) And then Shannon feels shame because that wasn't her plate. So she feels this shame and she says, keep eating. Yeah. Yeah. And who was your favorite character? Um, I didn't really want to hang with any of them. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. All right. Well, if you didn't want to hang out with any of them, there was, so what was the rose and what was the thorn of the episode? For me, the rose was feeling hope that she was going to get on a journey with that guy in some way. Like I felt like there, you had turned a corner. You're not going to get on a scale on, scale on television and see a number for yourself and you see your husband doing those monkey bars and all that, that felt a little like Rocky. Like let's get hold <laughs> and fifth and let's get to the, to the, to Philadelphia and run those steps. Yeah. I, I had a similar reaction. Okay. So that, and what was your thorn? Um, I think the one who felt better than Peggy was and, your thorn. Yeah. And, and when you said what her issues were, I, before the show, I instantly was compassionate, but her demeanor took away that um, element. I know. And then you feel guilty because you see that somebody's been through something and they've made themselves not likable. And that's happened before on the show. And I thought um, I did the Kelly comment of like, keep eating. It's just so you're going to you're going to throw an insult. It better be an intelligent non-character assassination or physical, you know, like it was a bitchy female. Yeah, you don't, but you don't like it's that you don't say you're ugly, you're fat, you're clothes, you're poor. Like that's disgusting. You could come up with something that would convey your point, you know, that could be even so much more powerful. You could say the the amount of insecurity that you are projecting right now is so incredibly distract. Like you could say something intelligent that you know, I think I I think uh, what a lot of people don't understand, and if you understand this simple thing. Um, it's much easier to survive. And that is handles. A handle being, I'm so sorry that you're gaining weight. Um, perhaps you could try this or that or uh, whatever. whatever. I, I haven't had time to think about it. But um, 
I never offend anybody that I'm aware of. And that's because I always preface it with um, a way that they can wiggle out of it. And but this person wanted to hurt the other person. So she went. For the yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you can yeah. be mad at somebody and give a bitchy comment. But it should not be something that's going to attack their physicality right. or something like that. That's just taking, right. that's below the belt. It's shitty. It's totally shitty. Exactly. Um, and then I can't help but two things struck me as incredibly rich. Tamra, who's gotten naked, wasted on the show, quote unquote, and not judging any of these people. I've been on reality television, too. But to say, I'm just thinking about what Jesus would do. I'm fairly sure that Jesus oh, right. would not. Jesus would not be on the Housewives. Like right. that was, and and then juxtaposing that with the other girl praying about Jesus in the bathroom, in Jesus's name, and oh, give right. this girl. But like we had two very. I mean, we were in we were in the Quiet Woman with Tamara and Kelly Dodd and uh, Shannon and this girl praying in the bathroom jesus doing like a toilet bowl prayer in the bathroom to jesus and then tamra's like i just think about what jesus would do i'm like oh jesus i mean yeah it uh, was cringy <laughs> i mean jesus on the housewives like yeah I, I, let's 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 think about what jesus would do on the housewives so yeah that was definitely a reach um well it was great to talk to you about something totally ridiculous and i appreciate yeah, your time but i watched it and was intrigued well it was great talking to you i appreciate you doing this so much tell your husband i said hello oh you want to see him yeah nice uh -huh. to see you again you too what were you just making uh pancakes you were oh, wait, it's late it's 11 42 wow i respect that well, we had to watch Real Housewives this morning. <laughs> you had homework. <laughs> yeah. Me I, too. I woke up to watch it this morning. That's what I said to you. I said, I feel like I have homework. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll tell you, all those women scare the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, you did well. Suzanne wouldn't have been a good housewife, which is very positive for you. Right. She's yeah. my housewife. Yeah, exactly. She's actually a good housewife. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.